Welcome to Real You Podcast. This is Mark again. Um, hope everyone's doing well, and these um, podcasts have been uh, challenging and thought-provoking and blessings to you. Today we're going to be reading from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, and Genesis 2 and 3. Um, kind of been meditating on the thought and the idea. I still have a lot to share on the humanity of God. Um, as it leads into the carnal mind, but I, I, I've been struck this this past weekend by the idea of of uh, polar polarization of identity or fragmented perceptions of self. Um, I think it's a big issue. Uh, I think it's a challenge for all of us, and uh, nobody nobody can escape the reality of the fragmented perceptions of yourself. We can't escape because since Adam came, um, we got handed down a polarized identity. <laughs> and um, so I want to talk a little bit about it today and begin a, maybe a series on it. I don't know. But Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 says, Who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, set down on the right hand of God, of majesty on high. It says that Jesus was the express image of his person. That word express image is, believe it or not, is the word C-H-A-R-A-C-T-E-R. Character. Character. It means uh, an an instrument used for engraving or carving um, means to have a stamp or an impression, but it actually means the exact expression of a person or thing, the precise reproduction in every respect. So we see that Jesus became flesh. There's just a lot in there to us um, I want to talk about today, but when he became flesh, he was character, he was the express image, he was manifested, exact, precise reproduction in every respect of the nature and heart of God towards us. And what he did is, and we talked about it a few weeks back, uh, maybe last week or the week before, but about the nativity and the incarnation is the recapturing of the 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 divine life for man and and he redeemed flesh when he became flesh he consumed it with his divinity but we have to come to realization of that and we live in this limited world and and one thing about a polarized identity is um when i talk about fragmented perceptions of self it affects our self-awareness it affects our self-image it affects our self-worth it affects our self-confidence. Um, you know, a lot of us, I have all the confidence in the world in you and in God. And I believe you can do anything. But the real issue is, where's my self-confidence? Where can I do anything? You know? And so we all have to answer that question for ourselves. Um, we all have to deal with this um, polarized identity and reconcile it back into God. And um, 
Talking on this subject uh, about the ex- the exact reproduction in every respect, I got to thinking about that. Um, in the kingdom of God, um, we reproduce organically, and and we we are born of the Spirit. It says we have been not given corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the Word of God. Um, we've been reproduced. Re we are. Within every one of us is the exact reproduction in every respect of Christ, and um, and that's how we produce in the kingdom. And we have this genetic code called DNA, and there's, I believe it's a helix thing, and uh, there's two strands. And I always say that one is human, and one is divine. But religion doesn't do that. Um, religion reproduces um, systematically. Um, in the kingdom, you reproduce organically, but religion reproduces from the outside in systematically, and it's almost as if you make a copy of the original on a copy machine. Now, <clears throat> when first of all, when you make and there is such a thing called an original copy. So if I if I take an original copy, which which was an exact duplication rep- representation of the original, it's called an original copy. But if I take that same copy and put it on it, put it in a in a copy machine, you follow me? A systematic approach of duplicating um, Christ consciousness or the reality of God or church life or whatever you want to call it. When it becomes a systematically um, calculated, logical, read this, learn this, do this, don't do that. When it becomes that kind of, in other words, if there's a system involved in duplicating our form of spirituality, to me it's like um, taking an original copy, which was the closest fact representation in every respect just like Jesus was the exact it says that he's the express image and that word image there is character express image is 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 character which is only used the only time in the whole new testament so it's a very unique description the writer of hebrews which we many of us think it's paul doesn't matter um, the writer of Hebrews clearly, clearly says that Jesus was the express image, the manifest character of God himself. In other words, he was the precise reproduction in every respect. So when religion syst- creates a system, a copy machine, all right, and you take the original copy and make a copy, that second copy has already degraded in, in quality Maybe, maybe so minute, less quality, but it's not the same as the original. And what I've seen is over time, over the years and years and years and centuries and centuries and centuries, we have not used the, they don't even use the original copy. I mean, they systematically pumped out a system and they make copies off of copies off of copies off of copies. So it's so degraded that the quality of the kingdom life is lost. Um, the meaning of Christianity is lost, and the purpose is degraded. Everything's so degraded and, and um, devalued; it can't be discerned. And you, I think you get the point. What I'm trying to say, 
but here's what's happened even in even in our world <clears throat> you you can't um produce a copy in the legal world for you to have a legal representation from a document it either has to be the original signed document or it has to be a certified copy and certified means that i made a copy off the original i'm authorized to validate the authenticity of this document and it will stand up in a court of law but but this but the making the copy of the copy of the copy doesn't stand up anywhere so how could it stand up in our life and what has happened is if 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 you want to know the truth is in the court of law in in, repre- in representation to the law Jesus was our advocate and he is an authorized agent and he has um, by the spirit made a certified copy which means an original copy off of the original certified and certified it therefore it stands up against the law so our identity our self-awareness, self-image, self-worth, self-confidence comes from the reality of knowing that we are exact representation of him. Now, um, here's, here's something that I read um, this morning. Humanity is in the image of God because, like God himself, it escapes all definition. An image is not truly an image if it does not possess all the characteristics of its pattern. It is a characteristic of divinity to be incomprehensible. This must also be true of the image of the humanity. That's St. Gregory of Nyssa. It says that our humanity is an image of God because like God himself, it escapes all definition and so if you go back to the original configuration in Genesis 2.25 it says that Adam and Adam and his wife were naked and they were not ashamed they were both naked yet they were not ashamed and I think in this morning wouldn't it be awesome if if I don't know how to say this. Adam did not have an identity crisis. In the Garden of Eden, they were both naked and not ashamed. In other words, they had no reference, no awareness of anything um, that could possibly be wrong or go wrong or is wrong. He didn't know any different. He had an unlimited knowing of his being in God. He just was, and God was. In other words, it's like the I am that I am. He just was. He had an unlimited existence, unlimited self-awareness, unlimited self-image, unlimited self-worth, unlimited self-confidence. He had an unlimited uh, being in God, unlimited. There was no limitation. There was no polarized identity. It was It was just one um, identity in God and one with him and that's where we're coming back to 
it's already been done for us, but to get to that place is sometimes difficult. And I was thinking about Adam today, how amazing it would be to not have life experience telling you that things aren't going to work out or um, relational dysfunction or lack of self-confidence, self-awareness. All these things have created a lack or polarized. In other words, wouldn't it be great to be Adam, what that would be like to have absolute hundredfold manifested reality of self-love, self-awareness, self appreciation, self-image, self-confidence, self-worth. And um, because we have been polarized, because when Adam and his wife ate of the fruit of the tree, it says they, all of a sudden, they knew they were naked, and they they sewed fig leaves together, Genesis 3, 7, and made themselves Aprons. It says the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. They were yada, yada. They knew they were yada, which means to perceive, acknowledge, consider, um, declare, understand. All of a sudden, they perceived their nakedness to the point that it became the priority over walking and hearing God. And they sewed fig leaves together, so they... They were immediately thrust into, with their polarized identity now, they were thrust into performance, covering their sin and shame. It says they were, in Genesis 2.27, they were naked and not ashamed. In Genesis 3.7, it says the eyes were open and they knew they were naked. And so the assumptive reality is they were ashamed. And then it says in 3.10, you know, God says, where are you? They heard the voice of God walking in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid himself from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees. In other words, amongst the work of the garden, amongst the uh, busyness, amongst the, uh, you know, performing. Um, well, at least I can still work for God. And he said, where are you? And he said, I heard your voice, and I was afraid because I was naked. And he said, who told you? That you were naked. And that's the first question that we see on the scene of God asking man. And it's still one of the questions he asked today. Who told you? And um, out, of a, out of a fragmented perception of ourself and a polarized identity, I tell you who tells us. Life tells us. Life tells us through our experiences. Life tells us. I, w- I want to read another thought that I that I got today um, it, it, St. Gregory also said the fact of being created in the image of God means that humanity right from the moment of creation was endowed with a royal character but God gave us this intelligence and this mind so that we could understand but then our mind and our intelligence gets in the way of receiving the reality. We have a horizontal responsibility in our perceptions of ourselves. We have a horizontal one and a vertical one. The horizontal one is um, 
you know, living this life and it's the rationality that goes beyond uh, causes and effect. And then we have this vertical uh, reality that is where we seek to find the meaning and the purpose and the reason for being in the mystery of the Godhead. So we have a horizontal um, sort of identity crisis and a vertical one. And and it's a struggle sometimes because our horizontal one, um, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. One of the, one of the most uh, devastating things is that we live in a life of assumptions um, and cause and effect. And our horizontal um, reality is seated in cause and effect and is seated in its seated and has affected our self-awareness, self-image, self-worth. It has polarized our identity because we just can't seem to overcome it sometimes because if you live your life, there's a, there's a, there's a, I want to close with this thought for today. But if you live your life, um, in assumptions and assumptions are important because it's a way to figure out linear time. So in other words, if I do this, then this happens. And that's a lot, that's a lot what happens in the in the word of faith movement and in religious in the system and machine if i keep if i keep doing this then this will happen and that you know i don't know how to say it but it is true yet can't always be true in other words there is a divine grace there's a divine blessing um a lot of people that i know look at their blessing in their life and then they determine if God loves them or not or how much God has loved them but some people can't do that because if you looked at your natural life or where you're at relationally financially health wise and your knowledge and your growth if you just looked at that alone and took an observation made an assumption you might very well think that God has forsaken you and left you for dead but on the other hand just because you are blessed or financially secure or whatever's going on in your life, that doesn't necessarily determine the quality and the value of God's uh, approval, acceptance. You know, you know what I mean? So we can't, we have to get beyond our fragmented perceptions of ourselves. where we tend to allow all these things around us to define us. Like, for example, you, you get what you have coming. That's called assumptive, um, and religion is built on this, assumptive responsibility, which means whatever's happening in my life, I must have deserved it, whether good or bad. And, and while that is true to some respects, what I like to say is there's consequences for our actions, but our eternity is already set, our, our reality of the life to come, a reality of our walk with God is not determined solely, but partially upon that. So a polarized identity has been fragmented because um, limitation, we've been placed in limitation. We're, we're consciously aware of our nakedness, consciously aware of our shortcomings. So the challenge is to keep feeding our spirit the reality of who we are and who we are is an exact copy of the original we are a certified copy of the original 
and we can do and can be my my biggest um thought over the last week i mean i've been up uh, like three or four in the morning i'll wake up and uh, contemplate this thought for two or three hours and just lay in bed and a question will come to my mind like how did jesus figure out who he was you know these are the questions that 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 plague me because i want to be i want to walk in that realm that he did i want to understand who i am in him and and walk in that creative reality um you know so that's 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 what i've been thinking about today is our polarized identity uh, i hope it came out all right i hope you can understand my thought process i will i'm just trying to share a lot of these thoughts in real time so they're not like um messages they could be um but they're a dialogue that i'm trying to give you prophetic insight in real time that's all i have for today I trust all is well with you. Pass this on and be a blessing to someone else. And God bless. And let's put together our fragmented perceptions. Bye-bye.